0: and Bross were presented by Bud Light. Ben Bross, Greg Scalzo across ESPN Wisconsin. Very excited to be joined by ESPN's Mina Kimes, and Mina, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time here with us. Uh, we got excited when we saw you rank the Packers defense as the second-best defense in the NFL uh, heading into the 2020, 2022 season. A lot of hand-wringing here in Wisconsin about this upcoming season, given what's happening in the wide receiver room, but tell us why we should feel confident in that defense.
1: Well, I mean, all you have to do is look at the depth chart and just see how much talent there is at every level, how deep they are. Um, and I would say the fact that there's you can point to legitimate stars across the defense. On top of that, um, I think Joe Barry really impressed in his first year as defensive coordinator, even more so than I expected. Uh, and having another year of continuity with him and these players in this system Bodes well. Now, you know, it's, you look at last year and you see they didn't finish high in a lot of advanced metrics that I normally look to. But I still think, you know, obviously not having Jared Alexander, enormous. Some of the additions they've made, the draft picks, Devontae Wyatt, Clay Walker, I think will be tremendous. And this to me looks like one of the best secondaries in the NFL.
2: Yeah, we are excited about the defense, but ultimately, you know, the Packers have fallen short with the high-powered offense. As they're currently constructed right now, can they win a Super Bowl? Uh,
1: I don't think they're favorites, uh, but I do think they certainly can. If you're going to kind of pick out, you know, the 8-10 to 10 teams that have a shot at it, having an elite defense in Aaron Rodgers and still a very good offensive line, best one of the best rushing attacks in football in terms of their tandems and I think one of the best head coaches in the NFL seems like a sufficient formula despite all the concerns about the skill positions.
0: In the skill position, concerns derives right from the uh, loss of Devontae Adams, and he came out recently and talked about how he had a chance to make just as much, if not more, money in Green Bay than he is in Las Vegas, and he still chose to go to Las Vegas. Uh, we're pretty insulated. We're pretty insular here in the state of Wisconsin. I Mina, mean, what's your take on his decision to go play with Derek Carr and leave what he had with Aaron Rodgers and the
1: Packers? You know, it's funny. It reminds me a little bit of when Kevin Durant chose Golden State, not because he's choosing a super team in that way, but a lot of the decision for Durant actually came down to kind of personal reasons, him wanting to live somewhere else, um, you know, existing friendships. And I, it seems like that might be the case with Devontae. I mean, the Raiders are not a better team. Aaron, uh, Javon, Derek, Parr, Derek Carr, I is obviously not a better quarterback, but we all know that there's a really strong friendship there and I suspect this could be one of those uh, situations where it's really more about non-football reasons than football ones.
2: Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers is obviously the guy that's talked about locally, nationally, not globally, but I know we're trying to grow the game. We're going to London here in Green Bay. Um, but mm. wh- how annoying is it to consistently have to talk about Aaron Rodgers? <laughs>
1: Well, you know, actually, we've gotten kind of a reprieve from that this year. It's been quite delightful, I'd say, with the contract extension and the lack of drama. Um, We'll see how long that lasts. It did get a little bit irritating last year, Um, not just because of the repetitiveness, but uh, it felt like it was kind of like a lot of non-answers for a while and a lot of speculation, which isn't fun. rather talk about football, Um, so I'm kind of relieved that that's over.
0: Talking with Mina Kimes of ESPN here on Scalzo and Brust, and Mina, you know football very well. The Packers fans out here were a little dismayed by the draft this year, expecting a first-round wide receiver, they end up going two defensive guys and Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt, and then they come back trading up in the second round uh, for Christian Watson, add Romeo Dobbs, another wide receiver a little bit later in the draft. What did you make of this Packers draft? Well,
1: I think at this point. Um Brian Goodkins has done such a good job drafting over the last few years. He deserves the benefit of the doubt, obviously, when it comes to defensive players, seeing the amount of homegrown talent he's found. But, you know, the offensive line, they build their ability to draft and develop there. Uh, I was just actually tweeting about the running backs here. It was A.J. Dillon, you know, is a much maligned pick, and you can quibble over positional value taking him in the second round, but he's just been absolutely lights out when you look at the advanced metrics Um, You know he's a guy who's got obviously but's put in a lot of short yardage situations, but maximizes them better than any running back in the NFL. Um, But you know, but this one, um, you know, I I was surprised. I thought they would take a receiver in the first round or trade up or something. And I think a lot of it had to do with just kind of way the way the board shook out. Seemed like there was a widely viewed group of like you know four or five top receivers in this draft, and then I, I would surmise. That the GM, like a lot of GMs around the league, perceived a bit of a drop off and didn't want to reach when there were defensive players like you know Wyatt and Walker there. Um, with or with your know, Wyatt being the first one that, that they took, or probably in the spot where a lot of folks thought that they would take a wide receiver. Um, Christian Watson is an interesting player, though. You know, I, I got a chance to. Watched a lot of his games before the draft, saw him really excel at the Senior Bowl. He certainly has those DK Metcalf-like characteristics in terms of that rare combination of size and speed. But he is, of course, extremely unpolished. So I'll be curious to see how that jives with you know, Rodgers and the team's win-now timeline.
2: And uh, how con- how concerned should Packer fans be with the health of David Bakhtiari uh, still recovering from that ACL injury and having a surgery midseason last year?
1: I, I Actually, uh, I was puzzled or to hear, well, just surprised, I guess, you know, there's some still doubt around his availability this summer. I, I thought it would be resolved by now. Um, so, you know, I think as a Packers fan, you, you got to be concerned given that he's, of course, one of the best left tackles in football. But again, this team has done such a good job with reserve linemen and uh, both on the interior and on the outside that I think there is some comfort there, even with Bakhtiari out.
0: Mina Kimes of ESPN joining us here on Scalzo and Brust across ESPN, Wisconsin. And Mina, back in, I believe it was 2017, you wrote a great article uh, for ESPN, the magazine, about Aaron Rodgers. And I remember he came over to your house, and you were doing the Etch-A-Sketch, and it seems like you really kind of got to know Aaron Rodgers. And I think we have a hard time, probably, because we're doing it day-to-day, trying to dissect exactly who is Aaron, and what is he going through right now, and what's going on with him off the field, and how does that pertain to what we see on the field? But through that process, I mean, what did you get to know about Aaron Rodgers, the person, and how that really plays into his success on the field?
1: Uh, you know, I, I found him to be extremely private, which I know runs counter to your question. If you said I got to know him a bit. Um, but uh, he plays it pretty close to the vest, and, I, you know, I thought he seemed pretty curious about um, areas that obviously had nothing to do with football, and I think some of that's obviously continued to pop up over the last years, maybe most notably last season, but his commitment to football has, to me, never been in doubt. Um, you know, the, the guy clearly lives for the which I think sometimes when we talk about players who do have off-the-field interests, whatever they may be, that gets questioned in NFL culture, and I just don't think that's ever been the case. I mean, he's a just a competitive nut, and I just when, whenever questions arose at times about him potentially retiring, it just didn't make sense to me because that didn't uh, go. That didn't make sense given how competitive he is, and that he's still playing at his peak.
2: Have you had a chance to uh, find his alleged new girlfriend, Blue, on Instagram and, and see how uh, you know how those two may be a perfect fit from the Shailene Woodley uh, <laughs> instance?
1: Um you know I didn't I did see some tweets about that I would say looks like there's definitely some common interest there but that's about all I got <laughs> Uh
2: had to ask I mean she did she did confirm she's not a witch so I I found that interesting
1: that's good. That's, I, I think as a Pakistan you probably feel good about that. Although, maybe having a witch in the, in the locker room can work in your favor. So
2: Yeah, I,
0: I, I tend to agree, right? I mean, who, who doesn't like a little mm-hmm. magic? Talk with Mina Kimes here on Scalzo and Brust. And Mina, you just threw out the first pitch uh, at the Seattle Mariners game. I believe it was last week. I saw on Twitter, and you threw a straight strike. Ben Brust, when he was a basketball player at the University of Wisconsin, sailed his first pitch over the catcher's head. What advice would you have to anybody who's getting ready to throw a first pitch? because it seems like you're a little nervous out there, but you got it right down
1: the middle. Oh, gosh, yeah, I was so nervous. Um, you know, before this, I guess about a month ago, I hadn't thrown a ball in so long. I, I mostly just run to exercise. So I haven't played softball since I was a kid. So I just kind of had to, like, relearn how to throw a ball, which it turns out is not that easy. Um, yeah, and I, was, I think the other thing is, you know, being on TV, you don't really see the people that <laughs> are watching you. Uh, so that doesn't make me nervous at all. But standing in front of nearly 30,000 people is a very unique experience. And then having to do something I wasn't comfortable doing made it doubly unique. I, I guess the word is actually terrifying. Um, <laughs> but I sort of blacked.
2: Did we lose Mina? It. We lost her when she said, I think she was going to go Will Ferrell on us uh, in old school and said she blacked out when she threw the first pitch. Is oh, yeah, that fair?
1: That's it. No, yeah, I blacked out.
2: That's <laughs> <laughs> well, congrats on the strike.
0: Congrats on the strike. And Mina, thank you for the time. We appreciate it. Hopefully, we can check in with you once the season kicks off and we actually have some football to talk about.
1: Looking forward to it.
0: Thanks, guys. Awesome. Mina Kimes of ESPN, there. Big thanks to her uh, for joining us here, catching up. And a lot of confidence in that Packers defense, which is uh, which is nice to hear. Uh, doesn't think there are, she's a, the, that the Packers are a favorite for the Super Bowl, but certainly. As you would contenders. say, contenders in, I mean, in the mix. One of five or six teams every year that can win it. Um, now the Packers, uh, excuse me, the NFL has had eleven different champions over the last twelve years, which is surprising, right? You think about that. Um, or no, hold on, eleven over the last thirteen years uh, they've had. Meanwhile, in the NBA, you've had eleven championships over the last. Thirty years since 1990, so 32 years you've only had 11 champions, which underscores the point we were making earlier. But how much you had, harder you is? had to get
2: that one in there for uh, Tom Milwaukee? I had I had to get
0: that in there for everybody who thinks that Matt Lafleur is the best coach right now in the state of Wisconsin, because that is hogwash. Eight hundred nine ninety thirty seven seventy six. Again, eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. We'll go to Marquise from Milwaukee here quickly. Marquise, welcome to Scalzo and Bros. What do you got?
2: Hey, how's it going, man? Just, just uh, got a couple concerns, Greg. Got a couple concerns. Uh, they're, they're actually for Ben Bruss. Uh Ben, I got a couple questions. Uh, if you don't mind, answer them for me, man. He'll answer. You mind, I'll make sure he me. answers. I'm him. an open book, Marquise. Fire. All right. Well, well, just gonna be an open book test. Uh, when did your dad start licking your face, man? <laughs> <laughs> so b- very concerning, man. I'm over here on the road driving, man. Next thing I hear, when I turn the radio on, I hear my boy Benny Buck talking about his dad licking his face. Um, so I was I was not a morning person. So when he woke me up, he would knock on the door, turn on the light, and say, "Get up!" And if I didn't get up, he would come in there and he would lick my face, and I would I would slap it away, slap his face away, and I would get up. It woke me up. <laughs> All oh, oh, right, good deal, good deal. So, what age did that happen? Um, why is that a concern to you, Marquise? I mean, I probably for what? Yeah, because I mean, it's it's very concerning across all the Wisconsin airways, man. That your dad licks your face. because <laughs> he still lick your face still till today? If my dad licked my face, I'd be happy today, as a thirty year old. I love my dad. All right, I'm gonna do I'm I'm gonna do a reverse. All right, thanks for the call. <laughs> Thank you for the call. Look, I don't think it's that weird. It's love. I mean, it, it's reaching it's it's reaching Tom Crean well, levels of kissing on the lips. Right? Here, here's my concern: is that you refuse to answer the age.
0: <laughs> Marquise asked you a very simple question, and you've evaded it every time.
2: That was in high school.
0: Oh, <laughs> I think love it, me some Big John Bros, but that's weird. Is it? Yeah. Let's get I'm him on, on the both phone. of them. It's more gross for him to be licking your face. Like you had probably pimply, pimply, oily, like high schooler, and he's going in there after
2: a late night of sleep. Maybe it wasn't just... high school. I don't know. But he, it was probably. middle Did you school. have your license?
0: <laughs> probably, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. And you could tell if you saying high yeah, school, this yeah. persisted into college, <laughs> uh, and maybe into adulthood. Who knows? Who knows?
2: Um, Can we get him on the phone? I want him to confirm that he licked my face. Maybe I was making that up or dreaming. Got to get the facts right. It's not that weird, right? Now I'm talking and it's weird. <laughs> now we're talking, now we're talking, and it is weird
0: indeed. Uh, Stanley Cup finals going on right now. Game one was last night. Abs take that. Craig Council set the Brewers' record for managerial wins last night. We'll hit it all one or zero. It is Scalzo and Bros.